Welcome to the Lovely Point Nonsense Podcast. It's your boy, Matt. Somebody's hitting me up. Spell it. <laughs> I just like doing that part. I scream as much as possible. I'm not going to go that high again. <laughs> we are at the Lovely Series, and we're talking about mental health. Um, please, um, my two guests here will introduce themselves. Um, sorry, what's your name? Uh, my name's Tito. My name's Stefan. So, and um, what? Um, why are we here today? So let's... Um, uh, what is your title and um, and what is your title? <laughs> like, what do you do for a living? Which is so, I am a substance abuse counselor. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for saving me there. I, I was tongue tying like hell. All right, go ahead. <laughs> substance abuse counselor. Yeah, so I'm a substance abuse counselor, uh-huh. and um, right now I work more in care management. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, as a, as an addiction counselor, you can work with clients in a lot of different ways. You can work with them in a setting where you see them every day. You can see them in a setting where you help them on a monthly basis with uh, you know different issues with their ha- that they may have with the recovery. And right now, I work for a program. Um, it's a Medicaid funded program mm-hmm. that takes clients who may be more susceptible to going into emergency rooms because of um, overdoses, people more susceptible to go to having to go into detox, people who have a lot of problems with, um, with their drug addictions that their insurance companies see, they, uh, they give extra services to them. So I'm one of those case managers oh, who okay. helps okay. facilitate those services right, to right. get them out of the hospital, to get them clean, to get them mm. to get those resources that they need. Got you. Got you. And um, you yourself, you um, battled mental health yes, um, also. In a way, I mean, uh-huh. in a way, uh, I went through it uh, for the last three and a half years because my brother passed away. So right. and um, it, it something that affects everybody it just depends on the level. Mm-hmm. So I also I bought these two. Uh, I wanted these two on because we I wanted to speak a little bit. I want to go into depth a little bit more on how uh, men approach mental health and how to deal with it. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of slow when it comes down to like mental health stuff. Like I don't, I'm, I'm trying to learn as much as possible. So um, I like to bring on people who I've done or people who are in the field and I like to speak to them and um, ask them different questions. So when you were, um, when I was going to speak to you real quick, when you was dealing with your mental health um, and you said your brother passed away, uh, I have also dealt with loss and especially as, as a recent, as of like yesterday, I've also um, dealt with loss. So what I, how do you deal with the feeling of the void? Um, that's something that it's complicated to really explain because mm-hmm. it's, uh, what was I, your method though? Like, what was like, honestly, I, I, uh, just surrounded myself with work. Yeah. That was the only thing that could distract me was, you know, continuously working, no breaks, no vacations, no partying. Right. Um, so that kind of just you get so caught up with work that the pain just becomes numb. Mm-hmm. You know, you do cry. You know, I used to cry. I used to cry in front of patients. Um, but, uh, and what field do you work in? I do non-emergency medical transportation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you just have breakdowns out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's embarrassing because, you know, mm-hmm. people don't know you and they're looking at you and yeah, it's worrisome, but it's, I didn't have any time to grieve because, mm-hmm. you know, my brother passed away in December. My father went to jail January, mm. and then I became the man of the house right. within a couple of days. So I didn't have any time to, but it's not, you can't really deal with the void directly. You just learn to accept it okay, and, you know, try to be better. Now, how, in, in your, um, in your, um, 
in your specialty. Um, because of situations like that, have do you see a lot of patients or and clients? Or I don't know what you guys call them. Call them patients. Uh, you can call them patients. You can call them clients. Okay. Do you see a lot of um, just people who um, come and they suffer something that um, Tito suffered, and they end up getting hooked or like how do you how do you let's just say how do we stop that happening before it happens you, you see that, that that's a yeah. that's a that's a very loaded question you know why because oh, this, this is a loaded loaded podcast and it's a loaded question because uh-huh. it's a loaded question because uh the answer lies with the person you mm-hmm. feel me Right now, you went through two different traumas. You went through the trauma. No, you went through three different traumas. You went through the trauma of losing your brother because your brother passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a piece of your family, of your immediate family. You lived with your brother? Yeah. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it something sudden? Was he sick for a long time? Uh, my brother actually had a heart attack. Wow. So it was something out of the, it was something out of the blue. It was something that you couldn't even mentally prepare yourself for. Yeah. And then after that, just so happens your father goes to prison. Yeah. And that's another shock. That's another blow. When you go to prison, that's almost like having someone die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my yeah, father yeah, yeah. went to prison and, and it was like for five years, uh, it was like he didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I remember being very small, having to deal with that and 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 not really understanding that. And even though I was five um, or, or even though I was four years old, it, it, nobody really talks to me about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Imagine someone who's an adult. Right. Who's just supposed who, you know, they're thinking, oh, he's an adult. He's a man. He should just be able to deal with it. No, he shouldn't just be able to deal with it. Right. right, uh, right because right. nothing in life has prepared him to deal with that. So should there have been like, um, how do we get men to start talking? How do we get them to, to, to like, it's okay, like we have women groups. We have all, it's okay for them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's supposed to be okay for them. But for us, it's almost like looked down upon, you know? So it's like, how do you get a guy or he's just a strong man? You see him. He had to step up out of nowhere, right? Just out of, So you know how it is. You got to become the man quick, right? So you don't have time to be trying to. How do you tell a guy like it's okay, man? Like you got you to gotta find like or find a place for a guy to go. Well, first of all, you have to be you have to be able to make sure that when you do start having the conversation with that person, yeah. that they're open for dialogue. Right, so right. you have to make sure, um, for ex- for instance, maybe someone could tell you to throw out the garbage, right? Right. But it depends on who's going to tell you to throw out the garbage. Mm-hmm. And how they tell you. And how they tell you. Exactly. I know. Right. I, I know. I know that. Yeah. I, I know that there are people <laughs> that if, if they ask me, oh, Stefan, could yeah. you throw out the garbage for me? I'll be like, okay. And then if I'll be like, why can't you throw out the garbage? Because it's just that person, because you have that dynamic, because you have that relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. So if you hear somebody telling you, you know, what, um, what's your name again? Matt. Matt. Sorry, mm-hmm. Matt. It's all good, Matt. You know, Matt, mm-hmm. I think you need to go to therapy because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm seeing uh, this pattern and that pattern in your life. Right. And I. And, you know, I think that maybe it would be better for you to look into maybe why you do the certain things that you do, you know, because I'm seeing that this is Im- impacting your life in a negative way. If somebody who you know and you trust tells you like that, then you'll be able to trust them mm-hmm. with uh, with with whatever it is that you're going through. Unfortunately, men, especially men of color, mm-hmm. and you know this. We come from a generations and generations of oppression. We come 
of generations and generations of trauma. We come of, of generations and generations of people telling us that we're not good enough. Right. Of generations and genera- generations of people telling us that uh, we shouldn't hold the same space as other people do. We have to deal with all that. Mm. And we have to still keep trudging forward and we have to keep working and we have to keep supporting our families, even though a lot of the opportunities that uh, other people have in the world, we don't. Uh, but nobody takes that into consideration with with men. You know, yeah. men are supposed to be the providers. Yeah. You know, men yeah. are supposed to be the strong people. But uh, when the foundation isn't strong because certain things aren't being addressed. Right. How can you expect a, a man to really be a man and, and really, uh, uh, what is it called? And, and really uh, overcome these obstacles. Yeah, I like what you're saying there. I, I, I want to come back to that um, real quick. So, you know, I wanted to ask you a question. So when you, like he was saying, you had to, we have to find people. Was there someone there when you were going through your you, um, problems? or You have people that you feel you can have those type of conversations with, mm-hmm. but it's like he said, it's somebody you have to confide in. Okay, but did um, you feel yourself kind of getting like more restrained on what you say and how you say yes, it? Yes. De- depends on the dynamic that you have with that individual. Mm-hmm. You know, like for instance, Kat to me is my big sister. So she was somebody I confided in my darkest moments, mm-hmm. you know, and I could say things to her that I might not say to Matt. Right. Because Matt isn't going to understand because his, level, yeah or you know and you have people that have their own situations that they don't grasp what you're feeling so they're going to give you their perspective on the situation and not take into consideration your own beliefs or your what you're really going through mm. so you can find people but again we're talking about men it's hard for a man to open up to another grown man mm. and not feel like he's vulnerable because that's what we're raised to believe that we can't be vulnerable. Is it like we we don't we're not vulnerable in front of other men because of like a, a power dynamic yes. type of situation? Yes. All right. I can I could feel that. I can understand that a little bit. It makes you look weaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You no know, guy wants to look weak yeah. in front of another guy. And okay. and this is something I mean, it's something that even your mom does. Like mm-hmm. you know you fall you cut your leg oh don't cry because you're a boy. Right. You know what I'm saying? That it's it's instilled from a young age that we're not supposed to be weak. We're not supposed to show weakness. Right, you're you're definitely right on that. Um, um, so okay, let's say if there was a gentleman who was, I don't know, you probably run into this a lot. He's alone in the situation, okay, and that's usually when I, when I was reading up on because I, I had to get prepared for this. So when I was reading up on like there be gentlemen who are alone in the situation, or maybe they feel alone in the situation. That's usually how they end up turning to drugs, like drugs, alcohol, or alcohol, yeah. or sex or whatever the um addiction that they end up having so um i was i was always wondering like uh like okay before that happens like is there a way to capture them or capture their attention or is there like do we have to i don't do it's just something like i or is it what i hate to believe that a guy has to come to terms with it himself before he can make that decision to like get help you always have to come to terms with things yourself first. Yeah, you I kind of you, uh, you uh, always sometimes want somebody to pull, like you know, to take uh, control uh, of the situation yeah. and throw you into something. But, but, but I get you, it. But you yeah. see, uh, uh, until this is my opinion, uh-huh. and you know, this is my opinion because of the way I was raised, mm-hmm. and this is my opinion because of the work that I do. That I'm like, okay, you know what? 
if you see that someone is in a crisis, mm. if you see that someone is going down a path that they really need some guidance to get back to where they need to go. It doesn't matter if you're depressed. It doesn't matter if you have an addiction. If you see that there's someone that's going through something and they're not willing to at least acknowledge that something's not up, you can't help them. Right. So, but you need to, as a friend or as a relative, as a brother, as a sister, as a partner, you need to be able to, of course, know those uh those warning signs and 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 new york city has a lot of resources um if you google nyc um department of mental health and hygiene they have resources for mental health first aid courses which are basically like these courses where you get to look at the warning signs of someone who may have uh, uh who may have symptoms of depression um uh, warning signs of someone who may uh, be contemplating suicide or having homicidal actions. You know there are resources out there on the internet that you wow. can look that you could look up never that, that can before. help you become more literate mm. about mental health, and it could give you a little bit more of a verbalization for the things because us naturally we know when something's up. Mm. You know when your best friend is going through something. You know mm. when your mom is upset. You know when your dad is upset. You know when your brother, your sister is upset. You know when when your best friend is going through something. You know, it, it, that's not mental health. That's just being a person. You right. feel me? So, uh, mental health just helps you verbalize it, and it helps you get kind of like a pathway to understanding uh, yourself better. You know, mm-hmm. and once you resolve all those issues, then you're a happy person. Right. then you're a satisfied person. You feel me? So that's what we need to do as friends of people going through crisis. We need to encourage you, you know? You're going through this right now, but if you open up and you're and you're willing to talk about your problems and you're willing to talk about and find the solutions to the things that are bothering you that are going to help you, you know, be better, mm-hmm. then you're good. Right. But men, we, we, we didn't want to accept those those kinds of things. We were like, oh, I, I could do it. I'm fine. And then you're, you know, in the gutter and you're like, oh, I'm not fine. But I'm not, I can't tell anybody because I have to figure it out myself. I'm a man, you know? Right. Um, on my travels, I was, um, I ran into a lot of different, like, homeless people. Because when you're traveling around, I wasn't homeless, but I, like, I was on the move. So when you travel around, you do run into these groups of like homeless or things like that. And that was a big thing in the homeless community. It was like men who just couldn't accept the fact that what they did failed. You get what I'm saying? And how they handle it failed. And they ended up in a situation. Of course, they make a lot of excuses. Um, everyone's drinking and, you know, they're just trying to drown out the, um, the sorrows and, and the pain except for just getting back on the saddle and just um um just getting back on the saddle. So what happens there? Like is that is that just fear? Like just the work and it's, then... there's so many things. There's so many things. Yeah. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh personally, I I'll tell you when I uh became independent, mm-hmm. You know, when you're independent, you struggle. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, you have to pay rent. You have oh, to pay. I mean, I, I live in New York City. <laughs> I got to pay rent. I got to pay MetroCard. I got to pay for food, all this stuff. And in the beginning, it was it was very stressful. And I wouldn't ask my mother for money. Hell no. Why would I ask my mother for money? So so that she could be like, oh, Stefan, you need help. No, 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 no. no. I'm fine, right? <laughs> but right. there were times where maybe I did need money, right? And because I was so worried about 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 looking like I failed or looking like I needed help 
or looking like I was weak and then having to have my mother um, fix the situation, there were times where I was freaking struggling without having to struggle when I had my mom where she could help me, you know, because of pride. Right. Because I wanted to feel some, you know. There are people who have even worse dynamics with the people around them, with their families, with their friends, mm -hmm. that they could be battling a life-threatening illness and they wouldn't tell anybody. Because they don't want anybody to feel sorry for them. They don't want anybody to 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 look down on them. They don't want anybody to be like, oh, good. You know what I mean? Right, right. I get and, what you're and, saying. And, and, and that kind of mentality is very, very self-sabotaging. Because humans were social beings. You feel me? And even if someone can't help us um, solve a financial issue, or even if someone can't help us... Uh, uh, with something someone could always just be there and be a sounding board for us and help us know that you know what even though we're going through something we're not going through it alone mm -hmm. and that's why you see a lot of that's why you see a lot of people um, who live in like big cities uh, committing suicide uh, that's why you see a lot of people who don't have those uh, very strong uh, connections those very strong uh, circles that feel isolated they commit suicide right. or, or, or they just disappear and they, and they disappear into their addiction you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could, I could definitely understand and, um, and relate to some of that. Um, so who was a big factor in um, your life? I know you said Cat was a big factor, but who was, a, who was an, uh, another big factor? And, and and what did they do to help you get through the, um, um, the agony you was going through? I had a couple of people that would constantly check up on me. Uh, one of them is my one of my best friends from high school. Um who has his own family, his own situations, but uh, he understood that I needed somebody in my corner. Mm. Same as Kat, you know. Um, it goes a long way to get messages, to get phone calls, um, because people don't understand the value and the weight that has on somebody who feels like they're by themselves. Mm. You know, um, part of the motivation was just my brother. You know, um, a lot of the dreams he wanted to accomplish, I, I also have a nephew, um, that pushes you whether you want to or not because you don't want to be a failure. So it stops being just your purpose in life. It's, not, it's no longer just for you. It's also for that child and for your brother's memory or whoever you, lo you lose, you know. And then my father right. because, uh, you know, like he says, it's, it's true. When people go to jail, it's just the same as if they died because the only people who suffer are their immediate people that really care. Mm -hmm. You know, you have family members that won't write don't put commissary. So understanding that me giving up on myself was going to do worse damage to my father kind of also boosted me to continue to go forward. Now, I know you said you had two. Um, you actually had a male and a female who was in your ear helping you guide through. Now, was there a bigger difference between the male and female guidance or was it about the equal was like equal I, to you? In my case, I, I don't. It the you know, like, like support deal. is support, right, you I know, um, and you see, and it, depending on the relationship you have with the person, obviously some will have more weight than others, Right. but it's at the same time, it's different type of advice that they give you. Well, you could um, test for this. There's a lot of men who have a bad relationship with other men. Right. So they will never it's ego though, you know, yeah, the but macho sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know the upbringing, whatever. It could be a lot of ego into, um, and then you'll see them. They they look like the little boy that needed a role model. You get what I'm saying? But they, of course, they can't. They can't do that now. They're thirty something, forty something, fifty, whatever it is, right? Like, um, is it because that's why I was asking you, like, which one held more weight? Because 
like was it more of a, like okay a guy said this to me so i you know i feel like i should be a little bit more stronger or a little bit more um disciplined in my um in my approach to my health i'm gonna tell you something personal um that i don't tell a lot of people um some of the people that were closer to me, like mm-hmm. blood, my mom, uh, one of my male cousins, instead of them giving me positive, you know, advice, mm-hmm. like if they saw me crying, they would complain. Mm-hmm. Oh, y- you know, what you're doing is wrong. You look weak. You make your brother feel bad that, you know, you don't want to let him go. You don't do that, right. you know, because you don't understand my pain. You know, I, everybody processes grief differently and it should never be downplaying how they feel mm-hmm. you know try to understand why i'm crying right so if someone processes something like in a toxic way like he was saying um and they of course they're gonna try to pass that upon their children or whoever could listen to them at that time um how's it how's it how do you separate yourself from that especially if there's as close to you as like his mother you get what i'm saying your mother's in your ear you're gonna listen you get no matter what but she might like you said you might be processing her grief in more of a more of a toxic way than for you you know so how do you like do you know a strategy just to get away from or you just got to recognize that like this is happening and you just pull yourself out that situation all right but then again is that also being the man who walks away from a situation because it's too tough that we was talking about earlier, yeah. you know? So like, how do you make the right call there? It's tough. It's tough because it, it could be misunderstood, mm-hmm. you know, cause you can stand up and tell somebody you're wrong for this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like you said, they're taking their grief and enforcing it toxically to you. And it's because they're going through pain that they don't process. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a lot of factors to that, you know? Um, because people don't acknowledge mental health. And like you said, there's little things that people do that you need to understand. You know, my situation got worse because my mom and my relationship dwindled because of that. Because mm-hmm. both of our grief, it, it, it's not there. The communication isn't there anymore. And um, it sucks, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, you don't expect people that are that close to you to make you feel bad about what you're going through when you really need somebody to make you feel better or at least make you understand that they understand. Right. You know, and accept that you, that you can be weak. You can be vulnerable because you're only human. You don't think, um, what what is your take from that? You see, uh, he said a lot of truth right there. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and and what he said has nothing to do with being a man. It has nothing to do with being a woman. Uh It has something to do with being a whole person. Mm. And that's, the point right he is deciding you know the situation isn't what it's supposed to be but he's deciding not to let that take over his life and take over his head Mm. and someone like that has a good chance of not letting the problems overtake them you know right okay okay so now let's let's um touch on some of the like we got the guy by the fire he's not dealing with his issues right it's pro his issues were probably i don't know let's just say 20 years old or something like that all right it's been molded inside of him oh you know you said you said something i'm sorry 
you mentioned something about the parents and the kids, right? About yes. generate. You know, I gotta talk to you about that because that's, Go. that's, that, that, that's very we're talk, important. We're gonna touch on that. We're, oh, okay, okay, we're okay. Gonna, gonna, <laughs> no, because I, I feel like I didn't think we addressed. No, that. no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna. Talk. I got, I got. Me, you got something else going on. Okay. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> there's a certain, good, there's certain good, specific good. things we got, we got, we got to talk. But yeah, but I wanted to ask him because um, I just wanted to go real quick into that because, like he said, he was going through a situation with his mother, and of course, mom, you know, mom and son. Moms are just, yeah, you know, you can't, the best, but can't really ignore your mother, even if, you know, no matter what, however you feel about her. <laughs> so, but oh, I love my <laughs> I just, trying not to pick up the phone. <laughs> you get like, th- I get like 30 calls if I don't pick up my phone. If she sees this, she's going to say Stefan. So, um, you went through the situation. It's been like how long? Three years? It's uh three years and some change. Okay, okay, and I and I and I believe it never gets easy, no matter what. You know, you adapt. You adapt. That's I know you understand. Yeah. So and um, but so how are you today? Like, what's going on? Um, like, since that moment, since those days, like, how did you pick up those pieces that were broken, put yourself back together, and keep pushing forward? Uh, what helped me was the loss strengthened my relationship with my father. Okay. Um. So my father in jail did a lot of reading um, and came back with a different mindset. So my father always tries to instill positive thoughts in me. You know, he pushes me to do things for myself. Mm-hmm. He, he wants me to stop being so selfless, which was one of my biggest issues. Um, so now I'm better. You know, I got surgery almost a year ago. I've been losing some weight. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. And I started doing things for myself. You know, I understood that I needed to live more. And not sacrifice myself for people that I felt I needed to. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, definitely. like I also realized, like it seems like a lot of these shows that I'm doing when it comes down to this mental health or anything, it always comes back to education. It just seems like everyone's a little bit better when they read a book or two, <laughs> you know. And it does. I think. Um, and me, I feel like if you're gonna take anything from this. And you are struggling. Sometimes um, pick up a book. You'll find a hero in a book. You'll find something. Maybe pick somebody up a you can relate book, to. Something. Someone's going through something close to it, or you know, it don't have to be exactly what you're going through, but it could be close, close enough that you could grab a hold of it. And, and then again, a lot of my um, friends or, or people I used to know that do go to like prison you know you get something you get an extent and i, I did a little stay but you did get a stent and you do got time so a lot you do come out <laughs> with a different mind if you spend most of your time reading yeah you know that library come in handy it's <laughs> that library comes in really handy um do you see in your profession like when you tell one of your clients or your patient that oh read something or pick up a pamphlet or something do you see them come back with better attitudes when they do start to educate themselves a little bit better. So I'm going to tell you something. I love reading. Uh-huh. And before I did the job I'm doing now, I worked in a center with mm-hmm. uh, with all addicts, right? Uh-huh. And I tried to start a book club. It didn't work. But mm-hmm. what we would do is uh, we would do these wellness days. And instead of putting, instead of talking about books, I would put YouTube videos. Mm. Uh, about different kinds of spirituality, about uh, uh, self-help, you know, uh, self-empowerment, 
understanding trauma, understanding family trauma. I would put things in like that for them because it's a little more interactive. It's a little more fun. It's a little more user-friendly. You're not flipping pages and having to have glasses to look or having to look at a computer screen. You know, I think looking at interactive things like that is much better to deal with. Uh, mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Uh, what, did you educate yourself when you was going through things or was it just more of like you was just getting more spiritual conversation? It, it, yeah. You, I, I read a couple books that my father recommended because um, it's true, like you said, education about certain situations help. You know, you understanding what the problem is, you know, you understanding your own warning signs. Yeah. Because a lot of times you going through something, but you don't realize it. To you, it's just, oh, I feel some sort of, I don't feel good today. Mm. You know, I'm not in a good mood. People don't want to understand it. So I think, like you said, is right. They should educate everybody on mental health, on any type of situation. So that people can understand it. Is mental health pretty pretty much a new conversation that's happening? No. Like I don't really remember. It's something that was just always overlooked. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, can yeah. I tell you something? Mental health is is changed. The the, the focus of mental health has changed. Okay. Uh, you know, before uh, to get trained as an addiction counselor, you would take a lot of classes, uh, of course, about toxicology, about different kinds of drugs, about the different kinds of effects that uh, certain kinds of drugs have on your body. Mm. And now the training for substance abuse counselors is more about, and, and the training for psychologists is more about trauma-informed care. It's more about uh, family dynamics. It's more about, you know, overcoming um, social determinants of health and wellness. So mental health is becoming less theories and less uh, protocols and less uh, clinical observations. And it's becoming more about, okay, we're going to take one person and we're going to look at all the different aspects of their life, all of the different things that can affect a person. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to figure out what things around them are making them behave the way that they are that isn't helping them. Right. And before it wasn't that. Before it was like, what chemical in your brain is making you the way you are or uh, yeah, they used to they used to give people what they called uh they used to cut open your brain wasn't they it? used to lobotomize yeah, people lobotomy, there you go. they used to take people who <laughs> had bipolar disorder because maybe they got yep. raped uh-huh. or something and and and, and they developed a, a mental illness and because somebody was a victim of sexual abuse or because someone was going through a a, a neurotic episode or because somebody was having a, an issue they would just crack open their skull and drink and or drip, give them electroshock therapy. Electroshock <laughs> therapy was a one too. Um, they used to put probes on your head. Uh, what was another one they used to do? Crazy stuff. Yo, science is crazy. Science is crazy. <laughs> science is crazy. It took all that for them to realize. Maybe we should just talk to them. And sometimes you just sometimes you just need to talk. Yeah, <laughs> just talk that's to the them. truth. Look at you. Yeah. Three years later, look at you. You right now are probably so much better than how you were before. No, hundred percent, right? hundred percent. You probably feel. I, I'll be honest good with you, you. I only hear good stories about you. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not even gonna try to. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> That's a good thing. I only hear good stories. They, they, to give cat talk. Cat tell me if someone's bad. She, they bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, I only hear good stuff. But yeah, definitely. Three years later, look at you. Um, doing great. I like this. And it's your and it's and it's all because of you. It's because you made the choice, you know, because you made the choice to take your mental health into your hands and take care of yourself, and 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 you're the better man for it. Yeah. To touch about what you said on, um, what we can do, 
or if reading a book can help a person that's struggling with addiction or mental health, one of the biggest things is who they surround themselves with. Mm. You know, because let's say I'm an addict to oxys. He prescribes them to me, but he does it in a controlled situation because he's trying to get me better. Mm -hmm. But if as soon as I leave his office with my pills, I go chill with somebody who has their own pills. I'm not doing anything for myself. Mm. I'm just going to continue the cycle. Right. And that's one of the biggest issues with that, with that is with mental um, health and substance abuse, that people stay in the same environment. They don't try to leave it. So you're always going to fall back on it. So it, you, you will have to sever ties with certain people because if not, you're going to repeat. Right. History. I was gonna, that was going to be another thing I was going to touch on. Um, the ties with others. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, there's just sometimes there are just not good people around you. They're not dealing with it the same way you're dealing with it or they're not feeling it the same way you're feeling it. And yeah. just this, your surroundings will mess with you. Um, let's just say, okay, you were smart enough to be like, okay, mom, yeah, we got to back off for a little bit. What if someone's not smart? Like it's just it just comes down. I is I know I got a lot of what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, but, but that's and it reality. comes back and it comes back to like it, it they gotta make that decision themselves. But like I'm 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 coming from a place of let's just say someone who don't know. I don't know nothing. So I'm and I'm just gonna i I'm in the I'm in the office, I'm just asking. Like what if I'm not smart enough to do that? You know? What if uh, I don't I don't know who's damaging and who's not damaging? I'm just listening to the people I usually always listen to, you know? Like, how am I supposed to like connect the dots here? Like, how am I supposed to do this? Life will happen. Big facts. And life will make <laughs> and 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 life. Listen, mm -hmm. most of the people who go into therapy are, don't go. They don't sign themselves up for therapy. Mm. Somebody, uh, somebody, somebody either forced them or. Life they <laughs> or they uh, had a nervous breakdown or a suicide attempt or something like that. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's always the case. And there are a lot of people. This is why you see so many people uh, committing violent crimes. And this is why you see this is even why you see so many um, men raping women, because they are people who have all of these issues that they're too afraid to talk about in a safe space. Mm -hmm. And then they lash out, yeah. you know, uh, those are the people who, like you say, uh, they just aren't smart. Right. But it's not that they're not smart. It's just that... Uh, well, what, I, what I mean by not smart, I'm just saying, I'm again, I'm coming from a place where I not I don't know. And if I don't know, first thing I'm going to assume is I'm not smart enough. Now, you see, hopefully, if you're one of those people, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for an example, hopefully uh, um, somebody will cross paths with you mm -hmm. who's going to... Uh, have a little more knowledge, who's going to have a little more awareness and who's going to be able to communicate in an effective way with you mm. to get you, not to change your mind uh, at the beginning, but to get you to start asking the questions. Is something, is something, is something wrong? Is something in my life, do I need to change? You know what I mean? People like that, if you can get someone like that in your life and if you have someone like that in your life who you believe could be able to uh give you that kind of comfort and that kind of assurance where you could talk about things that you find that are maybe weaknesses or or or, or struggles then that's the first step in in, in getting help mm -hmm. because from there 
you have a a chain you know you have a you have a link to someone who can find other resources for you mm-hmm. you know that's why i'm not a therapist but all my clients i make sure that they have therapists mm-hmm. and i make sure that the clients who uh i make sure i find out what's going on in their lives because how can you help someone with their mental health when you don't understand what's going on in their life that's affecting their mental health right. you know so always the the beginning is you need to have someone who's curious and you need to have somebody who actually um is curious about you and curious about your well-being you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and that's why you know it's very important for uh, um yeah it's 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 that it's it's important right i i understand yeah it's important to have somebody close to you and um just have to somebody check you could be open with but sometimes yeah. it's not somebody close to you okay it could be somebody an acquaintance but like he says, it has to be somebody that shows they care, you know, that it interests to, to know that you're okay. So for the most part, you guys are saying when someone shows that they care, you should latch on to the person that cares. No. No, so don't latch. Why would you latch? You see? Maybe I'm using the wrong You word. see? <laughs> yeah. But you see, that's the problem. It's not the problem. You're not the problem. Uh-huh, yeah. But there's a problem in that. Right. Because... You I'll say, say latch on. Uh-huh. Why do we have to latch on someone when we're in a crisis? Mm-hmm. The song isn't lean on me. It's, it's not latch on me. It's lean on me. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right, right, right. In order for you to get something from someone, you don't have to latch yourself onto someone. That, that's that's the whole problem with people now. Right. W- w- um, and that's why we suffer so much. Yeah. Why? Because you become dependent. You become dependent. Dependent. Exactly. So, the only reason so, why he's suffering so because then, of his brother is because he was dependent. Because he loved his brother, because he had a ties to his brother, it was taken away from him. That's when the issue comes, mm-hmm. and the issue also comes when you have too much of a tie onto something, too much of a tie onto someone. Mm. It's you know, a, it's the same way as looking at an addiction. Exactly, you latch to a person is the same as you latch to drugs, alcohol, and you mm. never latch onto drugs and alcohol because of the drugs and alcohol. Other things in life make you use drugs and alcohol to deal ineffectively. So. I, ineffectively drugs is very ineffective way to deal with your personal issues <laughs> okay there are many other things many other things <laughs> that can help with with that which you need to expand your mind on yeah, i'm just and that's exactly. i'm gonna leave that there yeah we're gonna leave that right <laughs> I know exactly I'm gonna put it right there <laughs> my, my people know exactly what you're talking about but <laughs> that's the nonsense episode though um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you. The latching situation is very dangerous. Um, we want to latch. Why yeah. can't we just hold on? But I get Why what you're saying we just, you know? because it's like, it's like an addiction for an addiction. You know, you're just, you, you pretty can't much change one vice addiction. for another. Can't change your own vice for another. Nothing is going to, listen, nothing is going to fill the void that you have when you lose something, when you lose someone. It's learning to adjust, learning to cope, learning to move forward. I my glasses today. I was ready to fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, go, yo, yo, I lost my glasses and I was ready to fight. So I don't man, I don't even. This isn't, um, but whatever. Oh my bad, I, I did that again. I'll cut it out. I, I'll cut it through. <laughs> so, um, for one, so right as we're we're about to go out, we're winding down here. Um, so you went through the um pain. You went through the um. And everything you had, your dad, you had the people that you needed around you, cat, your um, your other f- uh, male friend. They brought you out of the storm. Uh, you said you started educating yourself a little bit more about it. You then, from there, 
decided to um uh do better by yourself and by doing what to doing good to yourself you ended up healing slowly right and you're telling us the process of healing is slow and you can't uh, you can't attach yourself to something because you're healing you should never attach yourself to anything other than being better the process to healing is individual Right. Everybody because you because you heal from different things but in at different the same ways. time it's individual but you still need some type of support system. You need support and you need to and you need to give yourself the slack. Got it. Of knowing that I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to go through it, but I'm going to go through it. And so it isn't going to happen overnight. So it's more of a balancing act. Yeah. Where a male a man will have to almost release himself, allow himself to be a vulnerable to a particular person or whatever. I was just say thing. So, allow themselves you know, to be vulnerable. Just allow themselves to be vulnerable. And to then, the right people. To the even like and, you said, to books. And to books. Because if you are alone, because so I do have some people that watch and they're alone. And and they were even writing they're like, I'm alone and blah blah blah. And if you are alone, you always could escape into a book or two i would always say book escape into a books because it lets your imagination go wild yeah and you could kind of like do that if you start looking at videos and stuff like that you pretty much got too much room for imagination there um that's me personally i just i believe um because you know you see lot you see words you pretty much let your brain go you see a video you can't really <laughs> imagine anything it's in front of you so i will always say like try to catch a book um if you are going through anything um, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. If you are going through anything, um, according to these gentlemen, do not become a leech on someone else, right? On uh, someone else's emotions and feelings and allow them to dictate your own. You see, I have to say that uh, I don't want to use those kinds of words because those kinds of words are kind of the problem as to why people don't want to talk. Because instead of, because, mm-hmm. uh, no, and, and, and really, uh, you, um, Especially with children and stuff like that. Okay. I, do you have children? Yes, three. Uh, it's very, very important the way you word things because you could be saying you, you're saying don't be a leech onto other people. That's not that, that that's not the most effective thing to say. The most effective thing to say would be, we need to learn mm. how to, uh, um, in a healthy way, depend on people. In a healthy way, reach out to people. Learn healthy ways to reach out to people for support instead of saying don't be a leech because then you're gonna because if somebody hears don't be a leech they're gonna be like oh my god uh it's a negative connotation it always has to be positive you feel me try to always keep it especially with young people like with teenagers or children you always make sure that the words you use are positive Mm -hmm. a leech is something that sucks nutrients out of the body you don't nobody wants to be a leech but you can reach out to share an experience with someone Mm-hmm. And that and that is such and that's such that's more proactive and that's and that helps you feel safe to open up. And that's why he's the professional and I'm the podcaster. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but you see, but but you see the thing is that yeah. you're the podcaster because people maybe will never hear this, mm-hmm. but they'll hear it on the podcast. They won't hear it in life because maybe someone will never tell that. Mm-hmm. But you're facilitating this. You right. feel me? 
if you didn't answer, if you didn't ask me the right kind of questions or say the right kind of things, I would never say this. Right. So you're just as much a part of the conversation and healing as I am. You're oh, creating you awareness. Much. Thank you very much, guys. I, I didn't want to blow smoke with me, but thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was um, but you're right. The wording. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, the wording is very important. Words are very strong, now that because I, I almost said it to myself in my head, and I was just like, oh, that was kind of. Uh, I'd probably listen to this over later and be like, ugh, that was no, probably yeah. But yeah, definitely, it is the wording. And as a man, I do feel like way you and how you said in the beginning, the way you say things to another gentleman, or the way you say things to uh, an ethnic gentleman, yeah. is very important because our upbringing, because how we were taught how to be strong. All, all that plays in the factor of how you say something. So you're right, exactly. You shouldn't say shit like weak, leech. I share the experience. All right. Yeah, no, so, no one wants to be compared no, to nobody leech. wants to be compared to a disgusting thing. Somebody call me yeah. leech, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely. I'm, I'm not the guy to talk to right now about that. But I, um, I appreciate you guys for coming on today. Um, uh, thank you very um, so much for sharing your experience and your knowledge. We got a part two coming up with you real quick. Um. But we're gonna, I will always, I want to offer an, another day where we could um, chop yeah, anytime. it up again. Anytime. Right? I appreciate Thank it. Thank you again, um, fellas. Can you um, just one time let them know where to find you? Your, if you want to shout out your social media or what you're doing, just let everybody know so they can um, find you. Um, it's easy. You you guys can find me, you know, via cat on Facebook, Tito Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, I'll give you my email. You can put it on the site, whatever. Yeah, you want. Um, put it up. But just to let you know, I'm one of those people that with what I've lived, I don't mind speaking to anybody. Anybody needs help. Anybody wants somebody that wants to talk about what they're feeling and not be judged. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. And one more time, let them know where to find you. (laughs) I don't want anyone finding me. I have to uh, finesse my social media accounts <laughs> because this is my debut performance. <laughs> but you could just reach out to Cat. <laughs> this is what we do. Where, where, where you? Uh, do you? Are you at the place you work at? Do you guys like take in walk-ins or anything like that, or do you get like particular people? So we're in a with? we're in a global pandemic, and things have changed very much. <laughs> but. <laughs> We I offer am, Zoom. Uh, yes, but <laughs> but but you know what? If if you would like um to have a day or something where I could talk about different resources, yes. Um, I mean, I'm I'm from New York City, but I could probably look at um New Jersey resources for like recovery centers for different. Yeah, we got people that listen to this pandemic all over. support stuff like that because it's very important. And mm-hmm. and all of that stuff is is medical. And if it's medical, it's confidential. That means I don't need to know about it. So mm-hmm. if if you um think that there's a stigma, oh, I don't want to go to the therapist. No one needs to know. Nobody needs to know nothing. That's something. That's a, something a lot of guys need to hear. No yeah, one needs to you, know. You could be vulnerable nothing. in, in, like, in a safe haven. Yeah. Like or or. So I was about to say that actually get out my brain. So <laughs> so I was also um you could start a little group. You know what I mean? Go put something online like looking for a few guys. Come hang out with me, drink a beer to talk about your know. problems. To yeah. talk about shit that things that that upset you. You'll be surprised. I, I was looking one up late. Um, I know we got to close this out. I was looking one up, but you'll be surprised how there's some guy. People will just show up if you 
I mean, what what Cat likes to say, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, yes, they will. Yeah. They will pop up if you ask them to. You know, you might get one one day, nobody one day, and then especially because 10 one day. Can I have a question really quick? Okay. Yeah. What makes it so uncomfortable for men to just So we're gonna have to answer that on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys again for coming in. This was a lovely important nonsense, a lovely series, male mental health. We're out.